Welcome to another episode of the Spoon Mom Podcast. This week is a mini update episode. We have Cole Garside from Park Service Coffee coming back on the podcast to share about their move from their trailer over to the brick and mortar location that they're currently now operating out of Tuesday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's the old Boxwood Biscuit location, so right off Russell Street in the short north, in between High Street and Goodale Park. There's a parking garage right behind it. Cobra pops up there on Sundays. Cobra is a restaurant that's going to be opening their own location over in the brewery district. It's the old Panera Bread space that they took over. We want to have Cole back on. Alexis does not join him for this episode as she was on the previous episode, but uh, this is just Cole sharing some updates on what led to the move into the brick and mortar location, kind of what they've been dealing with, different changes in just mentality and setup and everything too as well. You know, next steps, kind of what they're looking at to do down the future, you know, things that they want to progress, some of the programs that they talked about the first time that they were on. So if you never listened to the first episode, make sure to go back, check that out. You get kind of the whole story, the ethos of how Park Service came to be, why they started a trailer, all that stuff. And this is an update as to kind of moving into the brick and mortar space, new menu, new stuff that they're trying out and kind of the business advancing. So it's cool to just have people that have been on the podcast before come back on, share some career and and life updates and what's new and what they got going on and future plans and stuff too. So we always want to be a place that they can come, you know, share all that stuff, 15, 20 minutes or whatever, anytime there's a major event in their career, because we want to support them as much as possible. But you can find them on Instagram. It's at Park Service Coffee. They post different kind of updates, whether it's new pastries from Woodhouse, any new drinks or specials that they got going on, different coffees that they do sell, places that they've been partnered with. You can get bad coffee and stuff too, as well, just like before in the trailer. So follow us on Instagram too, as well at Spoon Mob. Check out our website, spoonmob.com. Uh, we have different profiles for all of our guests up there, links to all their episodes, food photos, wine photos, uh, contact information, all that stuff you can find there. And then make sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast, whatever platform that you use, Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, whatever. We're on all the small Android ones too as well. Just search Spoon Mob or use the link in our Instagram bio or a link in one of the episode posts that we do on Thursdays when a new episode comes out. Click through that stuff. Um, you can find it. Just hit the little checkmark button. All the new episodes will drop straight in your feed as soon as they release. We release Thursdays, 1 a.m. is when all the episodes come out. But uh, without any further delays, here is my conversation and update with Cole Garside of Park Service Coffee here in Columbus, Ohio. Since last time you were on this podcast, Park Service Coffee has moved indoors. You're off the streets, no longer in a trailer. So you guys are now off of Russell Street in the short north. You guys partnered with Woodhouse Vegan. So how did all that come about? How did that opportunity happen for you guys? Woodhouse was someone that we had partnered with a few times to provide us with some big goods to sell while we were on the trailer. Plus, we spent a couple nights on the patio just eating, drinking like anyone would. Came to know Karen Nicole. Came to really like you know what they do and the passion that they have for their business. They started renting the 19 West Russell space last like spring, early summer. Really get it to its full potential, uh, using it more for like prep space and baking space to support their Italian village cafe. As a lot of people know, and anyone that's followed us had more than our fair share of uh, problems with the trailer. So started to think about like what we thought we could make sense for us long-term. And it didn't seem like the trailer was ever going to be part of the the long-term plan. 
talked with Kara and Nicole uh, about doing some pop-ups while we were still in the trailer, kind of found out that a lot of what we did, what they were doing. Um, so we started to talk about maybe moving into the Italian Village Cafe. And then uh, once they got that space, uh, talks got more serious. It's a lot better fitted for what we're doing and for our equipment. Uh, so the for all the the hardships and the the hard times that we had in the trailer, it felt like the finding this spot in the short north with the wood houses almost fell right into our lap. The trailer was never long term, you know, for you guys. You mentioned that previously. It was kind of the means to an end. You wanted to eventually be able to do a brick and mortar thing, but it was more about proof of concept and then you know getting to that step. Kind of sounds like it. It came sooner than expected, but, you know, when the opportunity came, you guys couldn't really pass it up either. Yeah, definitely. It's a great opportunity. It's been a really great partnership so far. Now, the space is the former Boxwood Biscuit Co. space. So did much have to be done with it, or was it basically just kind of turnkey, slap some paint on the walls, didn't really have to do too much, put some plants up? Pretty turnkey. They they had a really great space when it was Boxwood, and unfortunately, I think covid and timing of everything was just off for them. But luckily, it was just kind of fresh up, put some plants up, like you said, make it kind of our own, but pretty easy to walk into. Is the biggest benefit of now being indoors in a brick and mortar that it just allows for more consistency? Like you take away so many variables of being in the trailer? Definitely. We like that in the trailer, we were able to kind of cast a wide net and so many different parts of town every day to every week but we needed the consistency of just not worrying about is something going to happen on the ride to work or you know did something happen overnight that we wouldn't be aware of until we tried to turn everything on again that's been a huge blessing for us and couldn't have come at a better time are you able to do more now in terms of just being creative with the menu like you guys just came out with a new spring menu so is that something that you would have been able to do if you were still in the trailer or has the new space allowed for you to kind of really tap into creativity and other items that you kind of wanted to explore it's definitely given us a bigger creative outlet we a lot of times just being parked on someone's private property to like stretch our hours and stay after and whether it was do prep or recipe tests or whatever it might be like the after hours stuff that you kind of have to do. We were pretty limited because um, it's almost like we'd have to tear down, pull it home, reset up for a day just for an hour to two hours worth of prep. Um, so having like a whole basement that's just dedicated to prep space and the 19 West Russell building and just having the flexibility to hang out there for a couple of extra hours before or after is huge for us so yeah spring menu you'll see a lot of the work that we've been able to put in since we moved in in december really start to come to life how big of a shock was the transition like the first couple of days that you're working in a brick and mortar like was that just kind of otherworldly for you or did you not even notice and it just it didn't feel like anything different really aside from being in a different space it was pretty night and day difference just like the body fatigue, I think more than anything on the trailer was, you know, setting jacks under the trailer or wheeling the generator out from my truck and then usually through some gravel or whatever the path may be to 
get it plugged in somewhere and pretty grueling stuff and i wouldn't say i'm old but i'm not getting younger either so it, it started to catch up to me pretty fast it's it's nice to just go in and you know flip on the lights and make sure the doors are unlocked and that's about it what's the plan with the trailer any ideas or any interest in somebody taking it over or something or? we more than likely are going to sell it we have really put a lot of like time and effort into getting some things ready for like hiring in the new space and this new menu plus just like really honing in on vegan being that we're in an all vegan shop now and you know finding the best alt milks or the best recipes to mirror some of our non-vegan recipes that we had before that was kind of step one but now that we're a little more established and a little more comfortable in in the new space we are thinking uh about selling the trailer hoping to use that money to reinvest into this uh, venture with woodhouse how hard is it to change a recipe and and take it from something you've already created to make it vegan is it very difficult or is it simple as like a couple tweaks and then obviously changing the milk it depends i I would say we've definitely learned a lot about making some of those switches but some of them are pretty easy a lot of what's out there for vegans has come a long way and it's i think a lot of the the products and like the ratios uh can be converted pretty easily now internet's obviously a great tool but there were some that we fucked up a lot of like mocha syrup trying to find a a really good one that we really like or foams and stuff can be hard obviously sometimes just textural differences that maybe we panic too much about that uh might not necessarily be a big deal to someone that's used to eating vegan but it's just different than what we're used to or what we originally intended since you guys have moved into the space, you know, started in December, how has kind of the reception been? Like, has it been mostly repeat customers, like people that already knew about the trailer? Is it a bunch of new people? Is it primarily like vegan people coming in? Not that you guys only exclusively do vegan coffee or anything. You just do both. I just want to make that clear for people. Honestly, a, a really good mix of both, which has been really encouraging for us. It's always good to see you know, people we know and the people that have been kind of the day one supporters, always great to meet new people and especially people that live in the immediate vicinity or come to that area for work every day. Uh, just seeing it become part of their routine is really cool. And definitely a lot more vegans because we're just like recently re- realizing that we're, I think, as far as we can tell, the only fully vegan coffee shop in Columbus. Not to say that there's not a lot of other coffee shops doing great vegan things, but full espresso and coffee service, full vegan coffee shop, as far as we know, in Columbus. There's a couple other coffee shops in the short north. Has it been kind of a welcome reception from them or nobody really crossed paths? I mean, I think like one line's down there and there's a few others, but... Does everybody just stick to their own corner or is everybody kind of welcome with open arms? Like, oh, cool, there's a new new place doing something else or how's that been? So far, so good. We've crossed paths with a couple of the folks from one line. We've gone in a couple of times just to hop in, buy coffee, whatever. So far, really, really good. We haven't had any weird feelings from really anyone in, in coffee in Columbus. And the neighborhood's been really receptive too. 
how long do you guys plan on being in the space? Is it indefinite or is it like, you know, six, eight months and then kind of see where everybody's at kind of deal? We always said that we would kind of check in after the first couple months. Our original plan was to be there at least a year, just so in that way we have some sort of timeline for everyone to work on. But it's it's been great. And so far, our conversations with the Woodhouses, it seems like they're happy to have us there too so it's we're treating it as indefinite for now we don't really feel a huge rush to get out of that space like i said they're awesome to work with and it's a really good location it's a lot of the things that we like like being that close to goodale park is really cool for us it's just a new new crowd new area but like one of those historic areas in columbus that i think a lot of people that you know, whether they want to have a coffee shop or a restaurant or whatever it might be, the short north is probably at least on the radar of places to be. We're happy. We're I think we're gonna hang in there for a while. Have you guys had the opportunity to start testing out any of the kind of ideas that you had back when we last spoke, like loyalty program, you know, possibly doing glassware to reduce kind of carbon footprint and be more sustainable and recyclable focus and stuff? Or is that stuff kind of still in the works like that's coming? We've gotten a lot more focused on the, especially like the glassware side of things. We haven't really adjusted our, our menu prices with inflation through the you know last couple of years that we've been open. So first step is just like getting our prices to where it covers the new costs, I guess, of goods so that we can hire. And then once we cross those two bridges, that's the the next initiative that we're going to focus on is getting that started. We know that we're going to start with like a couple of our day one loyal customers, just have them guinea pig it for us for a little bit and see how they feel about it and see, try to work out some kinks because you know, we know that something's going to come up. We don't know what it'll be, but we'd like to at least be a little bit prepared. But that should be something this year that we'll have at least a clearer focus on like what the, the right way to do it is. What's the one item off the new spring menu that like you're most excited about? Either you're most proud of that you created or you're most excited to see people try and kind of see their reaction. Like what's that thing? Uh, we have our like twist on a painkiller. So it's like a tiki drink, uh, but with your choice of espresso or matcha. So we're doing pineapple juice, fresh squeezed orange juice, a coconut foam, and then the espresso. Top it with a little nutmeg and lime zest. And it's it's a coffee drink, but it's not a coffee drink. You, We felt like all we would taste would be like the acid, the strong pineapple juice and the, the orange juice. But we've really... It's really still all about the espresso, which is what we like most about it. And all those other ingredients just happen to play really well with it. We're working on trying to do like a alcoholic version that we can serve in-house too. We have our spiritus liquor license. We're still waiting for our beer and wine license. So we have like some flexibility there. Alexis and I don't have like bartending backgrounds, so we don't really know like where to start on that side but having cobra in there on sundays and through the week prepping Karen and nicole having a lot of bar experience too really good to have around and um 
I know we're going to lean on them a little bit for some of these in-house cocktails. So Cobra pops up there on Sundays. Because I knew they were doing a pop-up but as they take over the former Panera space in the brewery district, but I didn't know exactly where it was. Yeah, so that Panera space is going to be their permanent home. It's under construction, then they're popping up with us. Is there any part of you that misses the trailer, like even just a little bit? We do. When it wasn't just like shitty or like when it didn't just like shock you with whatever that day's surprise was it it was really fun to work on and it was like a really fun environment to like serve out of the festivals and stuff like that the the big like events like more of the public than the private i think events we had a lot of fun uh doing that stuff we popped up in a lot of like really cool places that just wouldn't be doable brick and mortar so there was a lot that like we learned from it and a lot of things that if we went back to the very beginning we definitely wouldn't have done but i would say it was still like a net positive experience for us so spring menu is out now you guys are open eight to two tuesday through saturday and yeah there's a parking garage right around the corner if you can't find any parking anywhere else in the short north yeah we've been in it's cool little space um i we were trying to figure out when we were in like what all kind of changed from the boxwood days but we couldn't really figure it out I mean, it didn't seem like too much did as you kind of mentioned it was just kind of some cosmetic touches and everything i think my wife went in to pick up the food the times that we got boxwood so i don't even remember if i ever stepped foot in the space when it was them and we were just trying to piece together like how did this all work like when they were doing what they're doing because it makes way more sense as kind of a pastry coffee bar situation first kind of what they're doing i think but yeah it's a cool spot like you said right off of you know goodale park there's a parking garage right there it's you know you're not right on the main dragway of you know short north so you don't have to deal with the cars and stuff like that but you're just close enough where it's you know super easy for everybody to get to one minute off off high street there but coffee is delicious so it's it's cool to see you guys you know be able to move inside and be able to kind of expand what you guys want to do and i'm assuming the spring menu will be around for a while and then you guys will come up with a summer menu probably like july or something like that yeah we're usually like a couple weeks behind the normal i guess flow of the seasonal menus but we're the freaks about it so we just <laughs> we worry about it then we probably over worry and tinker so we're always working. We're always trying to, even still, we have you know four special drinks and we're talking about if five or six would be too many. Like you said, with that new location, that garage just recently got announced as one of the four in the short north that's doing the first hour of parking free. So that just came out like a couple weeks ago. And it's right by Goodale, closest to like kind of the major hotels in the short north and the convention center which we think is really cool and hopefully starts to set us apart it's a good location so i think you guys have pretty good success there and looking forward to trying out the new spring menu but yeah we'll be seeing you soon uh, we don't make it to short north as much as we used to obviously because we live in suburbs now but we still come downtown quite a bit and you know the short north even though it's changed a lot there are still some great businesses that we like to visit and stuff down there with you, know, you guys, the locks, ampersands down there too as well. So there's still some reasons to go down to the short north, even though it's changed quite a bit. But uh, yeah, we'll be seeing you soon for sure to check out some of the new spring menu and everything. And yeah, looking forward to it. 
Definitely. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Ray. Big thanks again to Cole for taking some time out of his day, jumping back on, uh, coming back on the podcast and chatting about the updates to Park Service and what they got going on now and stuff that they're looking to do in the future too as well. So again, you can follow them on Instagram at Park Service Coffee. They put out different updates, uh, any new events, new drinks, new pastries that drop with Woodhouse, new bags of coffee that they have come in for sale, all that stuff. Good place to get updated on whatever they got going on, but they're open Tuesday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can park along the side street there, or you can park in the garage. Like Cole said, the first hour in that garage is now free, um, I think with validation. So they should be able to validate your ticket or whatever, but pretty awesome that you can basically just jump into that garage, park, walk around the corner, grab coffee, grab a pastry, pop back in your car, get out of there, not have to pay anything. So that's a pretty awesome situation. So make sure you're taking advantage of it and getting some good coffee. That is it for this week's mini update episode. Brand new full episode next week uh, coming. So we're just kind of alternating between some of the mini updates that we had recorded and some of the new guests too as well. Originally, we were trying to do them Tuesday, Thursdays, but we had just some stuff, life events and stuff happen. So it's just going to be straight Thursdays uh, right now. So we have a bunch of stuff already recorded in the can. So we're working through it getting it out there to you guys. I'm super excited for some of the upcoming conversations and episodes that are going to be coming out. Not just new ones with new guests, but also some of the updates. Uh, there's some really cool stuff happening. Uh, there's a natural wine fest that's coming to Columbus. Um, so we have someone on talking about that. Uh, Lauren kind of mentioned it, but we have somebody else uh, who's a little bit more involved in that. Also just kind of a new, cool, independent grocer is coming online too as well and it's a pretty ambitious project and it seems pretty cool so we have someone from that that's going to be coming on to chat about that uh, who we previously had on the podcast so and then we have a bunch of different new guests too as well so people that have been kind of reached out to us and whatnot you know we got some stuff about sushi we got a really really interesting concept out in hawaii that we had a chef on super unique like it's compared to noma kind of the stuff that he's doing and then also a couple sommeliers one's a master One's also a wine director at a three Michelin star restaurant. So a lot of cool conversations come down the pike here. So make sure to follow, subscribe to the podcast, whatever platform that you use. That way you don't miss anything. But that is it for this week. And we will talk to you guys next week on Thursday.